0: What, Kioni? Where are you? Kimo, Rachel, come on. <laughs> I know, you know, guys been telling me, bro, you know that guy, he's so mean to his audience. I'm like, no, bro, this is Hawaii, this is how we do. I mean, this is, we just tell him, all right, come in, do your stuff, clap, all right, get out, pow, you guys, pot is over, right? God, this is my show, I finally get my own, bro, I finally get my own show. All right, so yesterday we had some, uh, the, kind, the reason why we do on the podcast today uh, it's because yesterday we had some issues, Hawaiians, we had some issues, okay. So we did the podcast about jamograms and how Jamagrams came to be, and how I turned jamograms into a business model, right, and, um, it's actually, you know, I, um, uh, Rory Wild once told me, the guy, the guy that, that did so much for me in my life, it put me on the radio, and I know you guys in the mainland, you guys go, who's Rory Wild, you guys... In you know, in Bangladesh, listening, going, who, uh, Who's Rory Wild? Okay, just Google his name R O R Y, Rory, and then Wild, W I L D. Just Google that name and you'll see who he is. Anyway, but so, so he always told me, He goes, Dude, you can monetize anything, right? And I'm like, Yeah, well, I mean, because you got to look at everything as a business. All right, so on this podcast, we're going to talk about yesterday's podcast and the comments we got. And then we're going to talk about, uh, we're going, yeah, we're going to talk about turning everything into a business, turning things into a business, commerce, okay, and how to look at this kind of stuff, because anyway, we had great we had comments, but we start the show with the attitude of gratitude, so we'd like to say mahalo to you guys. Now, we get some stats, you know, we're looking, we, you know, we're looking over the stats. We're heard in 33 states, okay, as we say in Hawaii, 33 33 states, okay, and 25 countries, including the Philippines, Ireland, the Netherlands, Canada, Ghana, the United Kingdom, Australia, Italy, Belgium, France, Israel, Poland, Australia, Germany, South Africa, Russia, Romania. I'm gonna take on Brett Hawaiians, uh, Japan, Brazil, Slovakia, Bangladesh, Vietnam, Switzerland, Spain, and Peru. And uh, oh, and yeah, we, we added a couple, we, we added a couple uh, countries that we're not gonna get into all our specific stats, okay, but our audience is basically 23 to dead. With with a sprinkling of I know this sounds wrong but well just a little bit small guy, seventeen year olds we get a couple of them, right? Cause you know those kids, bro. Tell you bro, they will check you out, and they will call you correct on things. Okay, uh, Apple Podcast sixty six percent, Spotify seventeen, others is eleven, Anchor is five percent, and uh, that's yeah, male is eighty four percent male, fifteen percent female. Now the females went down to eleven percent. They're back up to 14, so there's some girls listening, all right? Ladies, we'd like to thank you, okay? And, um, you know, I know we, we talk about all kinds of stuff on a podcast. Well, basically, this is a Law of Attraction podcast. Okay, so now, the reason why we're going to talk about yesterday's podcast, and because I don't normally do podcasts two days in a row, okay, but this motivated me because I was like, bro, I got to tell these guys. Okay, so <clears throat> we get some younger guys in their 30s. 'Cause when people make comments you know, they they email me, right? So the email is here for you usa at gmail.com. Okay, and then uh so people ask me, I mean, they ask me life coaching questions over there, right? Because this show is tied into my life coaching. And then um also uh you know, we people uh, hook up with me on uh, well I d I don't mean hook up, hook up, but yeah, they they contact me uh on Instagram on my DMs. Okay, and they also message me on uh, Facebook sometimes, uh, but generally not from the podcast. The people on Facebook, I don't think they uh, too many of them listen. I think some of them listen, but uh, bo- mostly the, the reactions I get is through email and um, on Instagram in my DMs. So, so I want to address the questions from yesterday's show. So the, the first thing, <laughs> all right, the first thing was like, this guy, and he's he's in, I think he's in his early 30s. And um, <clears throat> so he goes, Unks, I was listening to the podcast yesterday. It was real interesting, but I got confused. And I'm like, what do you mean you got confused? He goes, oh, in the middle of the, the beginning of the podcast, right? You were saying like you was collecting 200 bucks from guys. and then And then afterwards, you said it was 150 when you started. And then, it, so what I did was I mixed up the first two years is what happened. Right, But if you listen, if you paid attention Hawaiians okay, you know that I corrected the, the thing. Now the thing is when I'm doing a podcast, I don't know if you've ever tried to do a podcast okay because I had to get used to this I'm a I'm a radio guy yeah well I was a radio guy right That's one thing I did in my life. I did so many things because I have one life right I'm not gonna stick to one thing right The worst thing you can do in your life Hawaiians is stick to one thing it's like being held hostage. You stick to one thing, right? You do one thing, you know, for I don't know how many years, right? And then you retire. And then they give you a an watch and you know, on Mahalo Party or something, right? Gold watch Mahalo Party. They, and, and, you know, you take a couple cruises and then you die, okay? So that's not what I'm about. And, you know, everybody's about something different, right? Some guys are really comfortable doing that. You know, to me, it's like I take my life serious, right? I mean, I don't take myself serious. But, like, my life, I'm like, wow, okay, if I can... It's like, it's like this, right? You walk into Baskin-Robbins, okay? And they get 31 flavors, right? But if you tell somebody, okay, bro, we're going Baskin-Robbins, like, for the next month, but you only can have vanilla. You see what I'm saying, Hines, right? Now, to me, that doesn't make sense, okay? I look at the world, okay? I look at the world like Baskin-Robbins, to me, the world is one big basket in Europe in Hawaii, okay? I see all these flavors, right? Bro, you know, and, and and it's not just businesses, it's not just commerce, it's not just, it's right, it's everything, right? You know, and and guys guys saw me with different different kinds of females, right? I dated African-American girls, I dated Filipino girls, I dated Hawaiian girls, I dated Portuguese girls, I did, bro, they dated like all kinds of different girls, and they, and, and they told me, right? They did so every time I used to go to the, you know, go to work at the radio station, I used to... Uh, so I, I contracted, right? I wasn't hired by the radio station to go on the air, right? That was a business deal I made, you know, in the business office side. But I went on the radio for free for mentions, you know. So they would mention my business and I would just, you know, do my comedy. So so, so what what, it hap- what would happen is every time I go in... See, these other guys, they was all married. They were tied down, Right? And then, and I get so much hate from married guys, right? But these guys, there was like, there was, there was like, oh, uh, is that your wife? You know, because I, I met this yeah, hey, bro, I met this new chick. Oh, well, she's interesting. And, you know, this thing would go and, and sometimes they would get disinterested. Sometimes I would get disinterested. Sometimes it just automatically, like, you know, like you, you date somebody for a few times. And then, and then, I don't know, things happen and you just kind of go that way. And, and she kind of goes that way. And, it's not necessarily a breakup or anything. It's just okay, you know, you life moves on. Things, you know, go and they keep going, right? Some guys, okay, uh usually guys who need mommies, they keep getting married over and over and over again. <laughs> These are the blue pill guys, right? And they, they keep they keep getting married over and over and over. So I was never like that, right? I, I like I look at I look at life like basket and robins. Okay, now I'm not just interested in one thing. Some guys, right, they have what they call hobbies. And, and they, so they do one thing, and then, order oh, they get this hobby. Oh, what are you into? Oh, I'm into playing guitar, so I have a guitar collection. Oh, okay. Well, you know, yeah, I, I do that too, right? But I'm interested in different things. So anyway, the Jamagrams started, okay? Now that you have a little background on my views, right? The the, the Jamagram started, we, we built this thing into a business model. Uh, it's not the first time. The other thing that was an accident, right, was... Building the business model for the for the wedding and party business. Okay, now now um, I I would I would tell you like you know all of that, but it's a long boring story. But what I will tell you is that our basic formula was affordable price. Okay, so quality product, affordable price. You don't want to sell. You don't. In in other words, if you're popular, okay, and you guys, you younger guys in your thirties, now you guys are on IG. You guys are popular on IG, okay? And I see some guys making some big fundamental mistakes, okay? And the mistakes they're making is they're overpricing themselves too soon, okay? Now, I don't, I don't care if you have 100,000 followers, okay? I don't, you know, because some of them followers might be from Peru, okay? Now, if you have 100,000 followers and they are following you on uh, in Hawaii or on Oahu or whatever. And you can monetize that. Bro, God bless you. Go ahead. See what I'm saying? Okay? But you got to you gotta get your head straight. You you got to keep your head straight. So I had somebody keeping my head straight for years. Right? And that was my business partner. See, that a lot of the stuff that we did was planned. And this is the law of attraction part. Okay, the law of attraction part is we visualize what we was going to do. From the first day that I met Brother Wayne, so Brother Wayne, uh, for the, for you guys that listen to the podcast in, in foreign countries and stuff, so there was this guy, Wayne Borje, you can Google him, okay, Wayne, W-A-Y-N-E, and his last name is B-O-R-J-E, okay, and chances are when you see his name, you'll see my name, because we did a lot of things together in music and in entertainment, and that was the goal, the goal was like, okay, we're going to do a show one day, right? And we did tons of shows, right? But it, it popped up in the form of, of a wedding and party business, okay? Now, you guys already heard from the roadshow, you know, the roadshow story. But I'm, I'm giving you guys a business model. Now, a lot of you guys that are being popular right now, okay, and, and everybody has their time, okay? I had my time. I had my time when I couldn't even keep, I, I had a hard time to keep up with the phone calls, and the emails and and the, the the requests on the websites, right? So I had to hire somebody, you know. And then and then they, you know had an office manager and stuff. And she was doing stuff for the wedding and party business. She was doing stuff for the singing school. She was doing stuff for the production company. She was doing stuff for the recordings. So <clears throat> we had a uh, here's another thing for your business model. Okay, now uh, the the other thing is that you want a small group of people. Okay. that that put out high uh, high, high output, okay? Small group of efficient people, that's all you need. Okay, don't go hiring a big crew and getting all fancy and stuff. No, small circle, small circle. Okay, now the thing that I was talking about about charging too much too soon goes like this. OK, when we started our baby party business, when we started the jammograms, we started the jammograms at 150. I don't remember what we started with the roadshow. I think it was 300 because we had no idea what the market would bear or what the market was paying. OK, so we had to scale up and we had to scale up quickly. OK, because the 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 reputation or I want to say the brand. Okay, let's call it a brand. Junior KQLV Jr. is a brand. So I want to say the brand started uh, uh, gaining popularity so fast that we had to scale up quickly. You know, so 300. Oh, how much you charge? Oh, uh, 400. Oh, how much you charge? Oh, 575. Oh, how much you charge? 700. You see, we had to scale up quickly because you don't want to undervalue yourself or devalue yourself, okay? Mm hmm. Now, when you devalue yourself, okay, what happens is you start losing money because you're losing the money that you you could be making because you didn't do your research into the market. So we, so I had somebody do the research. So I had a real good office manager, and she did the research. So I said, you know what? Call so and so. And so, so the thing went like this, right? They would call the guys. They good first question the guys would ask you, how much you guys charge for whatever. The first question, how many people are you having? OK, so in other words, if you're performing and you figure like three dollars a head, right, for entertainment, three to three to ten dollars, between three and ten dollars, depending on what the situation is. Now, if you got to if you got to sit there and think and give a quote, right. OK, that, that's a lot of that's a lot of uh, that's a gray area in, in, in a, down the road a little while. Right. And the reason why it's a gray area down the road in a while is because people talk. So, oh, how much you got the guy? How much they charge you? Oh, they charge me $2,500. Oh, really? We got them for $1,500 like two months ago. What does that tell somebody? That tells somebody that you're jacking up your price, okay? All right. So, we decided that we're going to go for distance and we're going to go for longevity and we're going to do package deals, okay? Now, this was crazy when we started doing this business model, it was crazy because a lot of people were telling me, including the guy I used to substitute on the radio for, right? And he he didn't know business from holding around because they, they they put up a, 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 a him and his wife put up this retail space right in Ala uh, It didn't it didn't last. They they didn't know what to do, uh, and it's okay. That's all right. But he was he was good at what he did, and what he did was make people laugh. He was good at that. Right, he was also good at weddings, doing weddings, emceeing weddings. He was good at that. Okay, and he wouldn't do baby parties. He turned them down. Okay, now here's some of the things that I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys. Okay, when you get to the point of and you're popular. Okay, and you get to that point, or let's say you're not. I mean, I'm not just talking to people that are potential celebrities. Okay, I'm talking to people that like popular. Your brand is what I'm talking about. Okay, because, you know, Junior K. whoever Jr. is a brand. Every celebrity, The Rock, The Rock is a brand. He's a worldwide brand, okay? He's he's the, the most expensive brand in acting right now. But he's a brand. Okay, so anyway, but, you know, getting back, right? So, so your brand is important. Now, if you go out and you start turning down, we got a lot of jobs because certain people, thought they were above doing certain kinds of parties and stuff right so we made it part of our brand that hey we we, we will we will serve you if you have your party in i remember the day that don hole passed away i was doing a show in the middle of ypo park okay with a generator so this guy got on generator and he had his park he had his his party right in the park for his baby and we did that Okay, and and there was other guys too. These the these guys who had a TV show, they were popular in Hawaii. They were on right before us. Okay, so so you know they were there too. So they did it too, and they charged a lot of money. Okay, now you got to keep in mind now if you're on TV, you can charge more money than if you're on the radio. That's just the way it is. You you're more popular. You have more value. Now there's more value in TV commercials than radio commercials. So you know, with TV, right? So, so you get so so this kind of information. I'm telling you guys, so you guys can start putting this together when you see stuff, and you're not all out in the desert or whatever, all alone, going, "Hey, what the hell do I do?" You see what I'm saying? I'm just giving you an outline. I'm giving you ideas so that when you start in business or when you start or whatever, building a brand, and you start doing this stuff. That you know, you know, you have an outline of, of an idea of of what to do. So, so anyway, so we get to this point where we go, we decided, right? Okay, rather than do the, all these calculations and give everybody different prices and all this kind of stuff, okay, we're gonna form packages. Okay, now today they don't call it packages, they call it offers. Okay, there's a difference. Um, there's a, well, now there's a difference between now and when we did this in 1999. Okay, so in 1999, we formed packages. You don't tell somebody in today's world, you don't tell somebody, oh, I got a package for you. Now, that sounds cheap, okay? But back then, it was a deal, okay? It was a package deal, that's what they called it. And the package deal meant that we did everything, okay? We will come in, we will set up the sound system. So we were the complete entertainment um, thingy, right? Package, okay? And we came in, we set up, right? Now, we provided cocktail music. So I had these boys that I trained that wanted to get into the entertainment business and, and whatever. And they would come and they would play the cocktail hour. We created the cocktail hour. We used to, in the beginning, we played the cocktail hour. So we played cocktail instrumental music for the cocktail hour. Okay. Then after the blessing of the food, we would come in and, and we would do the, you know, uh, we would do the show, the one hour show. And then after the one hour show, we would run, uh, like the DJ dance music and we would run it on on a laptop and, and uh, you know, or or sometimes we, we even got to the point where we did it on Spotify. And that was really cool because the young kids would come up and they go, oh, uncle, you can play such and such a song. You get this, you get that. And no matter what they asked for, we had it because we had Spotify. Boom. But in the old days, we didn't have Spotify yet, right? So we had to, we had to go get, the DJs used to share songs between each other. And my, my boy Sam, Right, he would go and he made connections. He he made all the connections for us. He would go out. He made the connections. He was my producer, and and those guys would give him songs, and he would just download them in his computer. He had them in his laptop. So so then you you didn't have to have a DJ. You didn't have to have all these extra guys. You you just hire us, and boom, we cover everything. Now this in 1999, this guy who worked with me at the radio station told me, oh, you know, you're bad for the industry. And I said, "Why is that?" He said, "Cause you're taking away jobs, because <laughs> we were doing we we're doing volume parties, like right? we we're doing a lot of parties." Mm. He goes, "Bro, you bad for the industry." And I said, "Why am I bad for the industry? Cause, you, cause you, you, if you are do, doing a DJ, you're taking away a job from a DJ. If you're doing the MC, you get you go and guy on your on your show doing the MC, you're taking away an MC job, you know." And so he looked at it in lack. Okay, we looked at it in abundance and that's the law of attraction, okay? So the abundance part of it was, hey, we get everything, okay? Now, we gave the client everything. Now, the client comes to us, right? One one stop shop, boom, they get everything, okay? Now, yes, there, there could have been other people that could have gotten the other jobs that, that we provided in our package, but here's where the tide started to change. Right around... Two thousand eight, when we went into the recession, okay, people started looking at, you know, because they were still having babies. They were still getting married. You know, things were, life was still happening. Things were still going. And we kept working. Why? Well, because, you know, when you had to make a decision in a recession and you had to go, oh, wow, the DJ is charging 550 and then, then the MC is charging 700 or whatever, three to three to six, seven hundred. Uh, for for MC alone, I charge seven fifty. But uh, the charge was according to popularity. So the more popular you are, the more you can charge. Now the guys that are less popular, yeah, they doing them for three hundred. Yeah, they are doing them for four hundred. You know, and that that's like that's like the going rate for the average guy. Okay, but the guy that the guy that was with me, the guy that I substituted for on on the on the radio, you couldn't touch him for twelve hundred. You know, unless you had $1,200, he would not MC your party. And he was right in that respect. I mean, you know. But what we did was, by instead of calculating and going party to party or whatever, how many people, and it didn't matter. We packaged everything. We sold it like that. And when the recession came in 2008, we were banging. We had a lot of jobs. That put a lot of food on our table, right? And we, we weren't looking at the money that we were losing, or missing out on no heck no we were we were focused on what we were bringing in and we were like wow what recession like we went right through the recession the only thing that kind of freaked me out with the recession was my office space now i've been in my office space for what this is this is going to be 20 22 years this is the last year my contract is up in december We're, we're leaving OK, and I'm, I'm trying to get out of the office sooner if I can, because now everything's online. But, you know, I'm talking about the old days, right, so that you guys can build a, a business model. All you got to do is plug in today's details. That's all you got to do. OK, and then so this is but that's how we we did this stuff. Right. And that's how we started going. And and I can tell you that, you know, it worked. And I can tell you that when times were good and everybody was throwing money around, we still made money. Okay, but when money got tight and these other guys were getting turned down, right? Because it was a question of, okay, you like work or you, you don't like work, right? In a recession, that's the that's the question. You, you, you like work? <laughs> we we got $500 of it. You normally charge 1000 We have $500. You, you want the job? You're going to take that $500, okay? But we didn't have to do that because our price was set. We had a price. I think during the recession, we used to do parties for 750 or 795 so I don't know something like that maybe it was 900 I don't know but the average guys right when you when you add up everybody the dj okay you you add up the mc then then you put you know the entertainment right when you add all that stuff up we had a better package hands down all the time 3 365 right there boom and that's what we did so it's not that you know and I'm, I'm not doing this podcast uh, to brag about uh, anything or or what, what do they call it today? To flex. I'm not flexing. Mm-mm. I'm giving information so that you guys can get some insight. Okay, so so a few things, right? So so a few things about the business model is that quality price. Okay, we recap. Quality price. Okay, good good product. Okay, and the other thing is never be above anything. Okay, be humble be humble you know when this brother came to me and he said oh well, we're gonna we're gonna party in the middle of the park with I going generator right we took the job when somebody said hey you know I said where's your party oh it's it's out in uh like oh La yeah yeah and then it's a you be going generator and they had a generator too it was out in the middle of the park and this was all the way across the island right and guess what? We charged them a little bit more because of the mileage. Because we had to go so far. We charged them a little bit more, but we didn't turn them down. There was a lot of guys that on this side of the island would have told those guys, ah, sh- sh- uh, we, we, we don't go all the way out there. You know, you got to call somebody from that area or whatever. No, we went. You see, so you cannot, you cannot really, uh, and you got to be humble. Some guys looked at it and they, they judged us as... Oh, these guys will do anything for money. No, we had a set price. We had a package. And we sold that package to everybody for the same price. They got us for the same price. And we advertised the price. And guess what happened? When you when you advertise, right, a, a decent price, because when, you, when we broke it all down, okay, our overhead was so small that the majority of what we charged was profit. Okay, I want to say that, uh, I want to say that out of a, hmm let me see, I got to think. See, see the, the reason why we made errors on yesterday's podcast is because I have to keep talking for the length of the podcast, and I got to think in real time, like while I've thought, right? So sometimes I got to think, right? But I don't want to make this thing boring, okay? So you guys got to excuse that part, okay? Because sometimes, and if I think about it after I've gone down the road a little while, I will correct myself, so hang in with me. This is not easy to do. And if you don't believe me, try. Try talking for 40 minutes and see if you can keep going with accurate details and put everything in perspective. It's not that easy to do. Anyway, so so what I want to say is out of a 900, I think 950 party, okay, our overhead, our total overhead was something like $230. Okay, that's our overhead. The rest was profit. OK, I want to say that. And and after that, after that, we we renegotiated and we had this company that came in and instead of paying two thirty, they took one hundred dollars. And I was like, what? Because I asked the guy, how much you guys charge? And that was his price. OK, so if it's one thing I learned from Bob Proctor, OK, and look him up, Bob Proctor, like Procter and Gamble Proctor. Okay, yeah, he's not that family, but yeah, <laughs> Proctor. Go look him up, Bob Proctor, okay? Now, Bob is a is a life coach. He's a, a law of attraction guy, right? And this is a law of attraction podcast. And Bob always says that whatever the price is that somebody's charging, you pay their price. You know, you, of course, you're gonna negotiate. Yeah, you can, you know, when you go buy a car, yeah, you can try and negotiate, get the best price possible. But his philosophy, which I found to be true, which I have done and it's worked for me, is you pay somebody's price. Whatever they charge, just pay it. You know, when I went for my first car, right? This this is kind of going, this is on topic, but it's off of of business model stuff, right? But when I went to get my first car from the law of attraction, right? And I studied the law of attractions. All right, I'm going to drive into the dealership. Let's play this game, right? And that was, those are the words of my business partner. He always said, let's play this game. Because I used to I used to talk to Brother Wayne. I said, Brother Wayne, well you know, and I and I used to tell him, Look, we got this, 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 this on the table. What should we do? Right? And he would tell me that one. And he would go, Let's play that game. I'm like, okay, let's go. And I and so you yeah, but this time, the first car, he wasn't involved. I just did this on my I was driving down the road. And, and all of a sudden, I got intuitive thought. And they always say, act on intuitive thought, right? I got this intuitive thought. I was under the viaduct in, in Honolulu. We have what we call the airport viaduct. And all the car dealerships are underneath. And I just got this feeling like, okay, just go, go. And I looked around and there was King Infinity. And I remember that my dad, you know, my dad always told me, oh, support Charlie King. Cause he, you know, cause he he supported us and he, you know, he 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 did a lot for us. So let let support. So I go here okay, and I drove in there and the rest, as they say, is history. But I had to have the guts to do it. You see what I'm saying? Not everybody has the guts to drive into the new car dealership, and that's what you guys got to get over. You guys got to get over that part of the mindset. All right. Now back to the the package deals and and all of that and and how to uh, some value for you. So how you can do this stuff. Okay. So. I've monetized many things, many, many things. But here's the mindset you have to get into. In my opinion, now this is only my opinion, and you don't have to even agree with this stuff, right? But this is just my opinion. Everything in life is a transaction, okay? I don't care what it is. Everything in life is marketing. When you walk into a Starbucks, okay, or a club, and you see a girl, okay, You want that girl, or you want to date that girl, or you want to meet that girl, right? And that's marketing. That's marketing. You got to know how to market yourself. So what are you going to do? You know, okay, yeah, you could go study marketing itself, you know, merchandising. You could go study all of that, okay? But normally what people do is they they go get a life coach, right? And they go, okay, how, how do you do this? How do you do that? Or they go they go study the pickup uh pickup artist guys. Okay. Now these pickup artist guys, right? Okay, I don't believe in, in a lot of that. Okay? I believe in some. I mean I know some of it. I, I mean I know uh I practically know all of it at my age, but what I'm saying is, uh part of it to me is is good. Uh there's there's other parts that's not so good. If you're a red pill guy, okay, so red pill guys, they don't get married, right? So red pill guys, they, they, they're a little bit more what you would probably, uh, definitely blue pill guys would say it's harsh, right? It's harsh. Because what they do is they go through women like somebody goes through a hamburger steak plate for lunch, right? And then next, 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 next. I don't believe in that. Mm-mm. I don't believe in, in quantity, Okay, however, I can tell you that the average alpha male, the average alpha male, by the time he's 30 years old, he's gone through 400, uh, 400 what is it, 300 women, 300 women, by the time he's 30 years old, okay, and I'm talking, so, so men's sexual prime is in their 20s, the average alpha male, okay, and I know a lot of guys, are sick, what, that's crazy, no, it's not crazy, okay, it's just that, you know, you're not going to, your friend's not going to be telling you all this stuff. Okay, because they you, you see them with a couple of girls or two or three girls you don't see them with the other girls you don't know what they're doing okay the average alpha male go do some research you'll find this out for yourself. the average alpha male okay doesn't work that way with betas because they can't get the chicks in the first place and it's a mindset okay so you got to work on your mindset. So a lot of guys when they start out in the world right they get life coaches. They they go out and they, they they study all these things. Now you guys got it on YouTube. I mean, you got life coaching on YouTube. You got the pickup artists on YouTube. You know, but the pickup artists guys, to me, I you know they 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 do a lot of what you may call victimizing, and and the, the reason why I call it that is because they're not really truly representing themselves. They're just out for you know for JJ right. And, and they just, you know, and you, you get a lot of terms like pump and dump and all that crap. I don't believe in that. Okay? I, I don't believe in that at all. However, uh, you know, there there is some science uh, in it. There's some psychology in it. There's some science in it. There's a lot of biology in it. And studying it is good for you. But like anything else, right? You can have the technology and you can use it for good or you can use it for evil. Okay. I always believe in using stuff for good. You know why? The law of attraction tells you, okay? Whatever you put out in positivity, you get back, okay? Whatever you go about in love, you get back, okay? Whatever you go about in in something deliberately wrong or deliberately, uh, I want to say, I don't want to use the word evil, but deliberately negative, okay? Like using people, like using somebody, you know use using using the girl for for a good time and then and then casting her aside like a paper towel okay that's wrong to me that's wrong and this is just my opinion okay that's my opinion but if you want somebody to have a good time with right and you go out and you sure a good time and you pay for whatever and you take care of the thing you know sometimes I mean you you want to make sure it's fair too, right? you know sometimes you, you, you split the bill whatever it is you know whatever And sometimes, you know, you do a couple times and then you say, okay, now it's your turn. And then she'll she gladly do it, okay? Sometimes, I mean, you know, chicks would take me on, chicks who insist on paying for dinner for me. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, that kind of thing, right? So these are the things you learn and these are the skills that you acquire in life. And now you can apply this to anything. So everything is marketing, okay? Meeting girls is marketing, okay? A going to a job interview is marketing you're selling yourself to the company okay now you can you can look at it any way you want you can call it whatever you want but when you're there in a job interview your job is to sell yourself to the company you want the company to hire you everything is marketing everything so everything is a transaction everything is commerce Now, when you start looking at it like that, you know, people look at a wedding, right? And they look at marriage and they go, oh, that's about love. And that's about, you know, no, it's not about the Disney fairy tale. It's not. It is not. It is a contract. Okay. You have a contract with another human being, a female. Okay. Now, first of all, if you're going to form a contract with a female, you better know what you're forming a contract with. Okay, and these blue pill males, I tell you they feed the divorce courts because they don't know. They have no knowledge of, of what this female is. They have no knowledge of how this female is wired. Okay, or the archetypes. There's several different archetypes of women. Do you know which archetype you're dealing with? Do you know the characteristics of these archetypes and what kind of, you know, because you don't want to marry the wrong girl. And the reason why a lot of these guys get divorced, right? right. Well, you know, 50% of marriage, I said this on yesterday's podcast, 50% of marriages fail. And if somebody was selling you a business and 50% didn't work, would you buy it? Hell no. Okay? So, you got to know what you. What are you buying? What are you contracting? What are you getting into a contract with? Okay, yeah, she looks cute. You know, every archetype of woman has a hot, has a hot girl there are hot girls in each archetype but which archetype is it and does it fit you okay and more importantly do you fit it you see what I'm saying some guys don't want an adventuresque some guys don't care okay an adventuresque okay that you know that girl you know that girl who, who goes to a party who attracts everybody. And she and you know, and she flies off to Rio de Janeiro for a vacation with so and so and she'll come back and then right and then and then in a couple months she's flying off to Bali with somebody else and she got okay, that's an adventuresque. Okay, and you can't tie those girls down. Do they get married? Yeah, they get married all the time. Do they do they still do their thing and, and cheat on their husbands? All the time. Okay, but you gotta understand female nature. Okay, you gotta understand, does every adventure cheat on her husband? No, not everyone. Okay. And you gotta tell, you gotta be able to disseminate all this information and dissect all this stuff, okay, on the outset before you get married. And that's why red pill guys are like, okay, we know this is gonna happen, right? Are they gonna get married? Most of the majority of red pills don't. Do some red pills get married? Yes. Okay, and when they do, okay, the color changes and we call it purple pill. Now the purple pills manage because they have the knowledge. Okay, the blue pill guys have no clue. The blue pill guys live in the Disney world. The Disney world of Disney movies, you know, the Prince Charming, the horse, all that, right? Yeah. putting chicks on a pedestal, all of that. Women don't want to be on a pedestal. That's too much pressure. It's too much pressure. I get women DMing me on Instagram all the time. Saying thank you, thank you for telling these guys this. Thank you, please. We are tired of, we're tired of simp's walking in and you know DMing us and you know okay. And and the other thing, guys, you guys gotta stop doing this simp action, okay. And and you younger guys know what I'm talking about. You uncles that that you know, um, okay. We call them wussies in the old days, okay. But but this this you gotta stop the simp action, okay. Women do not date their fan clubs. Okay. All right. Now, we, we, we sort of kind of covered a, a broad gamut of, of things. Okay. And that's, that's my, that was my goal for today's podcast. Okay. Because you guys got to know that everything's a transaction. Marriage is a transaction. Okay. When you have a baby, it's a transaction. You want to, you want to go deeper? Your birth certificate is a transaction between you and the government. Okay. So when, when, when somebody's mom, has the baby, or somebody's wife has a baby, or somebody's girlfriend has a baby, okay, that baby is signed over to the government by their birth certificate, all right, this is not a conspiracy, this is fact, okay, this is not a conspiracy uh, podcast, this is a law of attraction podcast, but when you start looking at the world, like, everything is commerce, everything is a, everything is a contract, right, the contracts are contracts, right, and there's verbal contracts, if you agree To do something for somebody That's a verbal contract Now If you're In a situation Where you form a verbal contract With somebody And they don't pull through Because I run I run into this all the time I run into this I can't even tell you How many I wish I had If I had $10 Okay For every time I heard heard this kind of stuff And it it, You know Went like this uh, That alone Would have made me another Couple million dollars Okay and the conversation goes like this. Oh, yeah, yeah, no worries. Yeah, we're going to do that. Yeah, yeah, just call me. Yeah, yeah, hit me up. Yeah. Go email me. Yeah, yeah, okay. You follow up with the email, right? And it goes nowhere. And all of a sudden, oh, bro, you know, I got this one guy, right? He got us involved with this TV staging, got us involved with a uh, newspaper, got it right? And every single time that we got involved with that guy, nothing happened. Why? Because he was operating way above his capacity. He had good, in, maybe he had good intentions, but every single time, you see what I'm saying? Right? So, like, after the second time, right? Because this, this, we just experienced the second time before, uh, well, last year, right? We will never have anything to do with him again in business, right? But, but this is, this is the message I'm giving you. Okay. So, the, if somebody breaks their promise or breaks their word or whatever, right? You don't want to do business with that guy. Okay, you don't want to do, and, and you know this. And the other thing is temperament. Watch somebody's temperament. Okay, the best way to, you know, that's why guys go golfing. You know, business when a businessman when they go golfing, okay, because they're observing how the other guy reacts to pressure. They're observing how he how he reacts to a loss. You know, you know when he hits the ball and it goes off the co- off the off the course, right? And he loses it. <laughs> oh, damn it! Let that. Okay. That's the best judge of character. Take somebody golfing. And that's why businessmen do it. They go, ah, yeah, let's go golfing. You know, the guy who is unaware is out there on the course, you know, showing his true colors. And, they, right? and the guys, that took him golfing. They go, okay, well, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, 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 so-and-so, yeah, you know. And they laugh and they make fun and stuff like that. But But that tells them something, you see. It tells them something. I used to golf Right? We used to go golf, but I I did it for fun. You know, we used to we used to contract with a golf course, a very, very huge golf course. And they used to give me golf for free. So I could go anytime I wanted. And I used to take my uncle. And me and my uncle used to go because my uncle was my mentor from thirteen. Right? And when I got to the point that I was succeeding in life, and this is another lesson. This is another this is another uh, value for you guys, okay? Another nugget, whatever you want to call it but when you succeed honor your mentors okay give back and and you, you don't always have to give back to your mentors because most most of them they're they're in a uh, I want to say a good place and they don't need it and they don't want they really don't want it they just want you to succeed right because it, it gives them a priceless feeling I could tell you that I've mentored many people and and it gives you a real warm feeling okay. But but the thing about you know uh, my uncle his family right, and so when I started pulling in money and we started pulling in business and stuff right, the first thing I did is I went down, I went down to the music store because my uncle played guitar, and and I bought him a twenty five hundred dollar Adamas uh, Ovation guitar, because that's that was the highest uh, the best guitar, for for that uh, you know for that brand and he liked that brand that was his favorite brand. So it was the most expensive guitar in that brand. And it was a thin body, it was it was the latest thing at the time. And so then, so and you know I bought him and I took it to him and I had tears running down my face when I handed him the guitar. And I said, Uncle, here, thank you so much for everything you taught me. Now, I was in I was in my, my late 30s when this happened. Okay. So so you guys another thing is don't expect success tomorrow. Don't expect success next month Bro, this this takes years It takes years to be an overnight success By the time I hit By the time I hit where I needed To hit in life to catapult Me to the rest of the stuff that I needed Okay, I was Just turning 40 Okay, but this was in my late 30s and we already had We already had the uh, two companies We had at that time And I took it to my uncle and I said here I said uncle I love you. Thank you. You know, and I always told him thank you. Like, always, throughout, throughout, whatever. And he had strokes and he cannot talk right now. You know, I don't have any regrets. Do I have any regrets? No. Do I have any desires? Do I have any wishes? Yeah, you know what? I wish there was one more time that I could sit down and listen to my uncle lecture me for two hours like we used to do in the old days. I wish. I wish I had that one more. Okay? There's always that, that desire but you know what? I had so many of those that I probably know what he was going to say. You know? And, and this is important. When I did my Waikiki show, I had Don Ho's album right up there on the stage. The one he autographed to me. Right? The gold album was right on the stage in the tripod. On the other side of the stage, I had Sam Kapu's album on a tripod. The one he autographed to me right and Sam kapoor was in the audience and Don Ho had passed away already and and do I wish that, that Don Ho was still alive and could have come to the show yeah hell yeah hell yeah right because when somebody you know somebody sits down and answers all your stupid questions when you're 17 right you know and then they're going to show up I mean these these guys are, are men that succeeded in their lives you know and, and my uncle was the same way you know so we went golf we went golf It took my uncle yeah yeah let's go let's go so always pay tribute to your mentors. Always honor your mentors. Always give back to your mentors if you can, because some of them don't really want it. They, they just did that to help you. And there's, you know, Uncle Don used to say, Don Ho used to tell me, he's not my real uncle. He's just, he's just you know, I call him uncle for respect. But Uncle Don used to say, there's good brothers everywhere. Everywhere, Hawaiians, okay? You just got to find them. Okay, but in the law of attraction, which is what this podcast is, you need to attract them. And in order to attract them, you need to get your energy right. And in order to get your energy right, you gotta start thinking right. Okay? You think right, you get motivated, you go work out down the gym, you put in the hours, you work on yourself, you get your head straight, right? Then you start attracting all this good stuff. And when that happens, you can't even push success away. You cannot. It's impossible. Okay? All right, wrapping up the podcast, okay? Everything's a transaction. Everything, okay? Everything is commerce. If you learn that mindset, success is easy. Okay? If you just think things happen by chance and, you know, ah, oh, wow, well, I got on divorce. Ah, she's not happy. Ah, she's a she's a witch or whatever. Right, right. Okay, so you're doing them wrong. You're doing them wrong, Hawaiians, if that's what happens. If that's how you view it, you're a blue pill and you're doing it wrong. Okay? Now, you can be a blue pill if you want. You can live in a fantasy world if you want. But you know what? You got this one life. You live one time this way. Okay? And just for me, bro, I'm going to max them out. You know what I mean? I'm going to max them out. When when I'm dying on my deathbed, I'm going to be going, wow, I made good use of this one right? I made good use of it. It's like, it's like, it's like buying shoes at the store, right? And you run them. You run them till the body get holes inside, but you run them because that's your favorite shoes. And you keep going and you keep going. You keep running that shoes until the day that you go, you know what? This thing is, it, it fell apart so much. I got to throw them away, right? Okay. That's the deathbed right there. But until the deathbed, Hawaiians, you got to run them, okay? Because if it's one thing I learned, it's that. You know, when you run in them like that, and you run... Oh, sorry, Hawaiians, I gotta go. Ah, I gotta go, Hawaiians. Sorry, Hawaiians. But yeah, run till the wheels fall off, Hawaiians. You get this one life, one time this way, and you never know when you're going, okay? You never could be tomorrow, could be tonight, you never know. Okay, Hawaiians, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Island Club and Spa, brother Randy, Sister Jerry, We'd like to thank Voicemaster Enterprises Family of Service Companies and also AFMHawaiiMusic.com featuring the music of Darren Chinen. Oh, bro. This has been a podcast. But i just like to help you guys out, okay? And use that information and think on your own and, and change the information. Make it yours and go for it. Till next time, I'm go Kekueva Virginia. Mahalo and aloha.